There we go. All the day. Ooh, I gotta get this. Can you hear this? It's quite the basic. What your uh, can do for you. We're getting some energy drink ASMR. <laughs> just some like, oh, it gets, it gets better. You can tell that's a Red Bull through the microphone. Oh, but can you tell that this is this? Watch oh, this. Oh, and no fish. Doom, 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 doom. <laughs> It's Las Vegas up in this. Oh my goodness gracious. That you is a party my, cup if I've ever seen it. You thought my handmade Gunter Steiner uh, styrofoam cup from the other day was good. Yeah, this one's going to steal focus more yeah, than it's, anything it's ever. screwing up all your cameras you just set up. Oh, thanks so much, Max, for already ruining the episode. Yeah, but check that out. I mean, that's what that's what racing is about right there. Yeah. Oh, Heine- just solid blue. Heineken silver. Oh, yes. So I'm on my white coconut berry Red Bull tonight. Yes. I'm tired. Such a Max Verstappen mm. fan. Mm. Matches his Elvis race suit. Man. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, <laughs> I'm in it. You're in it. I'm in it to win it. Max is here. I'm here. And we're, I'm excited. You're excited. I'm very excited to talk to you this week. Great. Um, More yeah. than normal. Before we get into it, I'll just say we got some listener questions for the end of the episode. Okay. Um, but first, I think we just want to talk about the Las Vegas Grand Prix. I feel like we have to. And you are very antsy to yes. talk about it. Let's yes. go. What do you got, Mike? Well, <laughs> What do you want to ask me? Because I was there. <laughs> well, for those of, those of you who might have missed last week. <laughs> this looks insane. <laughs> I'm like drinking space drink. Yeah, this is the blue milk. Yeah, it is. Yeah, mm. from Tatooine. Mm. But uh, do you want to honor off? You could. I, I don't want it to blink. Do you don't want it <laughs> Don't want to have to put a seizure the warning on Las our episode. Vegas inaugural Grand Prix. Cup oh wow! From Heineken Silver. This <laughs> podcast is now sponsored by Heineken. <laughs> Give us money. It's amazing. Okay, so yeah. for those of you who might have missed last week's episode. I stayed in Utah. Yeah. And actually did an event you had a ho- you at the ho- grid. Hosted a party at the grid. Yeah, we did a watch party for the Vegas Grand Prix. So cool. And we divided and conquered. Max yes. went to Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And so to start this episode off, we're going to have two different versions of the story here. And that's part of what okay. I am very I like interested this. to yeah, see I like this. from the weekend. Mm-hmm. On TV, it was probably way different than it was in person. Yeah. Yeah, I would think so. And that's probably always the case. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But there are some things that come along with that. So I'm going to dive right into the questions. I was saving this drink for the opening bit. And now I'm trying to drink it as fast as I can to get some energy into me. <laughs> Let it start getting into my blood You're system. Like, I need this in That's my system. That's how Red Bull works, right? It gets right to your blood. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's it's life. The blood. quickest shot to your head <laughs> possible. Mm-hmm. Can you is there a snort method for Red Bull? That's next year. Oh, okay. They're going to sell little packets at the gas <laughs> just, station. Just it. Red Bulls. Red Bull snort. The snort of the bull. Get it up the nostril. Uh, it's right there. It gives you wings. <laughs> so here's my first question. What is it like when you go to a place like Las Vegas, mm-hmm. which we've been to a number of times, Yeah. and now is an event space? Because the question that I have here is, mm-hmm. where do you enter the race? Mm-hmm. And what is that like? Is it pretty like sh- like a thrown together thing? Does it feel like a airport security? What what is that like? Or is it red carpet? How does Formula One do for the intro or the entrance to the event itself in Las Vegas? Oh, like you said, so it's a it's a city, right? The event is the city, right? So you have this blended line of public people walking around the event, right? And then there are areas that you can get into that are ticketed. And it is completely red carpet. I th- okay. I think, I think Las Vegas nailed it 100%. As far as like that level of treatment? Yeah, the whole city felt alive. Like everyone felt energetic and like just going towards the Formula One dream. It was wild. <laughs> I think cool. they, they nailed it. And, um, and yeah, there are different places that are gated and those go to the grandstands or the paddock or um like big viewing booths or whatever right or the stage where like all the drivers wave hello at the fans all those areas are sectioned off on both sides of like the street and you get into them via like a ticket and like through a 
mm-hmm. a thing. Yeah. Yeah. But then like security people so helping security people with yeah, like yeah. touchscreens and stuff and they yeah. check your ticket and everything. Gotcha. And then, and then there's also just bridges for the public to walk around and the strip is still there's the sidewalks yeah. on the strip. And so you literally can walk up and down and through all the casinos still. So okay. they've been able to map out this maze of what's where and how you can move throughout the whole thing. But it felt uh, completely organized, cohesive, and it didn't feel slapped together. Cool. Everyone, I think, building up to the race was worried that it was going to be this complete yeah. crap show. Yeah. I think we might have joked about it before. Oh, I'm I know sure we did. Social media was all over it. Right. It was going to be a disaster. Right. And it they nailed it out of the park. It was the opposite. It was complete opposite. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, I feel like I'm always curious of like, mm-hmm. especially this. When you go to a NASCAR race, by example, and the, and I'm going to compare this because okay. I haven't been to a Formula One uh-huh, event yet yeah. and have been to NASCAR events, but like getting into a NASCAR event is like nothing to write home about. Okay. It's just like, okay, here's where the tickets get taken mm-hmm. or you show them. Yeah. Okay. Now you're in another part of the parking lot. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, well, that's how it was in Monza. Okay. And that's how it was in Austin. Okay. Um, because those were circuits built for racing outside all the, the city. time. It's, and so, it's also not Formula One all the time. Yeah. It's it's a racetrack. And they've fenced it in so they can control who's right. getting in and the different entry points. Like you said, you're just right. in a different part of the parking lot. Right, right, right. But Las Vegas, it was everywhere. Right. And so you did have different entry points, but it was still the same thing. Yeah. We were lucky enough that Friday night we got... Uh, like booth seat tickets to qualifying. Yeah, that's amazing. It was insane. Yeah. It was wild. Yeah. I'm still energetic from it. And, <laughs> you, you know, it was all digital tickets now. That's what every event is, no matter what it is. But then, like, yeah, you just, there was just a an entryway. You tapped your ticket in and then they directed you to the booth. But inside those areas, there is like the merch table. And then there's like uh, there was a Fortnite uh, Red Bull or a Fortnite Formula One experience. Okay, I I made films of like Kevin and I doing reaction tests because they had the the touchscreen reaction tests. There was like Red Bull Energy Stations. They have like Formula One cars on display for all like the people who are now in like the paddock. I don't know if that's the paddock, but like in the event space. Yeah, yeah, there is all Formula One branded like things, things. going yeah. on yeah yeah and las vegas i think was special this year i don't know about the grandstands but it seems like every other ticket that you could buy came with free food and drink and oh, so wow. all these places heineken or whatever the city of las vegas did that as like a bonus like we're doing this for everyone that's amazing amazing well i mean granted i would say that if a ticket that costs that much yeah. i would be a little bit like i'd <laughs> yeah. expect it yeah. but at the that same might time make it easier to understand why maybe the tickets were expensive uh, yeah that might justify a little bit of that cost <laughs> still still it was still wild steep cost. Yeah. i still say it was expensive yeah yeah I, i'm curious though like i've heard this at least okay food quality at f1 events i've heard is pretty awesome like they don't do a bad job like the food's good yeah i don't think i in Monza, I had a hot dog that was really good. Um, but in Las Vegas, like I said, we were lucky enough to score these like booths. Yeah, like, so you had caviar, had partner, and, partner booth seats, and it muscles. Was wild <laughs> at, at the first straightaway. And okay. so, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, just after that. So, Turn four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you go down the straightaway that heads towards the sphere. The sphere, yeah. yeah. So we could see the sphere and we saw that entryway from the corner. Okay. Um, but yeah. Uh, I don't think this is, experience is normal. <laughs> no, definitely. Yeah. But we, there was like waiters and stuff. And then oh, there was cool. like different places you could go and actually get like steak or salmon or oh, whatever wow. dessert you wanted or drink. Yeah. It was just full free bar. So it was bar, just a golden free, corral. It was, it was a Chuckarama. <laughs> it was Chuckarama. <laughs> Sponsored event. Chuckarama presents the Las Vegas Grand Prix. There's soft serve. <laughs> serve yourself. Sorry if it's a little bit watery yeah. at first, but it gets thicker. But Just like gotta I, stick with yeah, it. I do not normally ever experience this level of like uh, wine and dine. Wine and dining at a sport event. I was lucky as hell. Yeah, and so. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I would have gone if I had known that you were gonna get free booth tickets. We didn't know either. Yeah, you're the worst. (laughs) I invited you, and it's like, hey, and you're like, I got a family, and also we have this great experience. It's like, yes, yes. We're gonna. I was expecting to go down, maybe buy a ticket to qualifying. Yeah, for 
whatever hundreds of dollars yeah, 300 some and dollars. then watch the race from the streets the rest of the time yeah lucky enough that like we pulled some strings and someone offered these like tickets and these incredible tickets for the booth which is so cool it was wild we'll yeah. have to post it on our story yeah. uh some of the experience i know that you already did, I did. But I you might have been able i flooded the stories <laughs> this weekend so sorry to all the people following us no but if for yeah. context now that you've heard this maybe we'll mm-hmm. repost some of those so that way there's context as to what you actually yeah. saw because it we'll was amazing like a, uh just the highlights of the weekend yeah, yeah that'd be fun definitely and you know i made this comment to you mm-hmm. in contrast to the booth you went to monza mm-hmm. you had front row seats at monza and front row seats on a grandstand on a grandstand so no booths of the first chicane at monza yeah and max sent me a picture and it's the most epic photo ever mm-hmm. <laughs> we probably never posted it which is actually really funny now that i realize it yeah uh but max and parker were sitting there as Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen <laughs> tried to make baby F1 cars yeah, together. <laughs> yeah, that was wild, man. And so Max sent me a selfie and I can't remember what it was. It was like six in the morning or something. So I yeah, wake up, I like roll time. over in the bed and I get this text message and I open it up and it's you selfie with Max Verstappen in the background, in the background walking after that crash. is mad. But like Max is like, you're close. Yeah. But he's like a football field away. Yeah. What people don't know about, I mean, those particular Monza is a very interesting one, but yeah, well, our seats at Monza were on the inside of the track. Right. And they were spaced from the track because the old track was in the way. Yeah. The they built the track, track on the <laughs> other side of the track. So it was, you have their grandstand seats seats. And then you have a full racetrack that's never used. <laughs> right. And then you have like a bit of grass and then the track beyond that. So yep. you're kind of far away. Yeah. So it's like they go past, mm-hmm. but they are still a fair distance away. Yeah. But your booth. Yeah. You were like, I was like, you no, could we spit were, on George Russell. No, we were, take, we were like, take which, your window. Which, let's get some ice cream. <laughs> they were serving Pavlova. We're like, let's get some Pavlova and let's hit George Russell. Cause we're 10 feet from no, the no. track. Soft serve for George Pavlova for Oscar. Yeah. There was definitely talk of that. And one of our friends had some like, um, some like sweet tart, like the, the little balls of sweet tarts. And yeah, we're yeah. like, we could Kevin McAllister this, <laughs> throw this on the track. <laughs> Just screw up some of the drivers. Yeah, very close. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, I felt incredibly lucky. That's very cool. And all around us were these corporate people who mostly had never heard of Formula One before. Which is so funny. And that's the shame. Yeah, yeah, But in the end, like, um, there was one guy sitting next to me, and he was a big IndyCar fan. Oh, okay. So when these tickets came up from his company, he's like, oh, I'll take them. I've never really watched Formula One. Yeah, Big IndyCar fan. His name was Tate. Okay. And he started following the podcast because I started oh, nice. chatting him up and stuff. Rad. Um, but besides him, most everyone around was leaning to me and to like Kevin and the friends that we brought because we were hyping up the whole freaking booth. Yeah. You were like, you guys don't get you it. Don't this get is it. dope. This is yeah. wild. Yeah. And they were like, oh, okay. Like all these like yeah. stiff corporate people. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> Like, what is qualifying? Literally. They're like, yeah. what is qualifying? Like, you got to set your fastest time yeah. to determine how you start the race You're tomorrow. Like, have you read? Do you know what the word qualify is? How do you have a corporate job? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you can you not qualify any of your arguments? Yeah. Good gracious. So it was fun to kind of bring everyone up to speed yeah. and get everyone excited as we were losing you, our minds. You felt yeah. like what it feels like to be me for once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sitting on yeah. the other side of this table yeah. for once. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. It was good. So the other things that I had a question in my mind, mm-hmm. uh, who do you hear? Are you hearing Crofty or is there like a designated voice that's speaking? Okay. At like I the don't Vegas know Grand who Prix? I was hearing. Okay. I don't know what broadcast they were playing. Okay. But they had a TV screen in the booth behind us, like in when the you restaurant were in the area. Yeah. yeah. And then they, there was a hotel across the street that was playing, uh, that had screens on their marquee that they were playing. So we could kind of see it. Okay. Gotcha. And they were blasting the announcer. I don't know who it was. Okay. But it's not but like Brundle and Crofty. No. It's like a different team. One of them sounded like Stephen Colbert. It was really confusing. <laughs> the other one sounded like Mitt Romney. <laughs> I that, kid you not. That would be that would be a really hell of an weird announcing pairing. team. A really weird pairing. <laughs> I didn't know they liked like Formula One. You're like this is a very weird <laughs> political satire yeah. that's happening right now. Yeah, so, so. that's but, really uh, funny. Yeah, I think uh, some of my friends had the F1 app open and they were watching live. And even yeah. the F1 app has different announcing different teams. Yeah, so yeah. it wasn't Crofty. I didn't hear Crofty. Uh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. That is just uh, just an interesting part of it. It is. There's sometimes, always different commentators no matter where you watch. You know, when you go to the, like Dodger Stadium, mm-hmm. they do have a separation between like, especially when I was a kid, but Vin Scully, who was doing the broadcast and the radio versions 
of the Dodger game mm-hmm. and the person that you heard in the stadium. Yeah. So, anyways, just curious as yeah, to like how there's they a handle couple that. different voices of F one. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Now I feel like I've got to ask you. Yeah. What did you do for the race? I don't know. <laughs> you don't know what I did for the race? Yeah, because so, I feel like you guys went we to the went bridge. We went down for the poor man's they, Formula One, which was the free spot, and the and we got the Prince treatment on Friday night. We were just like living royalty in qualifying and then saturday we went right back to being poppers like just like total poor people and we were trying to pull connections couldn't get any tickets anywhere right right so we (laughs) we kind of met this guy who looked like he could have been a formula one like guy working for formula one on the street outside the mirage yeah and might have been homeless too but we were talking like (laughs) he's like i know this really good spot you're like cool i did Cause we're right on the strip next to the, you know, next to the track, that big 1.9 kilometer oh, yeah, yeah. strip, like straight away. Right. And we're like, is this like the best view? How was it for qualifying? Cause he was probably sleeping there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this is actually my one bedroom flat. <laughs> He's like, that's my living room. I appreciate if you guys didn't come here tomorrow night while I'm entertaining could you, my could friends. You take your shoes off. <laughs> I don't allow. I don't allow shoes in my house. But he did point us. He's like, he's like, actually, I think down by the CVS on the corner. Oh yeah, is better. There's a good view there of the corner, and I didn't see a lot of people there last night. Yeah. So we're like, okay, that's where we posted up, right? Okay. I mean, this is a whole story now. We're sitting there right at that corner, and they have the black like tooling up, covering all the fences. Yeah. By this point, Parker Edwards had drove out. Former Haas boy, oh, really? Edwards, I drove out <laughs> and like we're sitting at the tooling and people had like tried to pick at the fabrics. Everyone was making little eye holes because they were all getting ready for the race. And Parker yeah. had like a knife. Oh, yeah, of course he did. <laughs> he pulls out a pocket knife. He's like, dude, when the race starts, I'm cutting this thing all down. <laughs> yeah. And he was like the whole time just like we were like all standing in front of him, shielding him from the security and guards view, like, just pretending to be like, oh, would you look at the CVS? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and behind us, nice Parker's one. like cutting into the fabric like a prison guard, like prisoner trying to escape yeah. the yeah. prison. He's got, he's got a really sharp there was, spoon. There was like these drunken frat boys behind us and I kept like trolling them like, oh, I'm so excited to see Peter Gasly. And they're like, what, what? And they're like drunk holding up their like glowing things. They're like, wait, wait, no, it's Pierre. I think it's Pierre. And they're like, hey, you guys, you should pull down the fabric. And we're like, no. We're waiting until after the formation like, lap. Otherwise, they they kick us out of this area. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, they eventually did kick us out. Oh, okay. I think just getting ready. It was like 30 minutes before this race start. They started getting everyone away from that corner because it was a good view. But just right by there, there's a bridge that goes over. Right. The runoff area. So Kevin and I went down to that area. Race starts and we're just, they don't let you stop on the bridges. No. So you have to keep walking. So we're like, oh, we're just going to do laps. Go up the escalator, see the race, go across the bridge, see the race, go down the escalator, see the race, and then loop it. Do yeah, you yeah. turn to the same thing? W- why not? Of course, everyone else is doing that. Yeah. And it, <laughs> so the race starts. I, I'm just going to kind of jump ahead. No, do it. So this is where we were for the race start. Yeah. Right. Which is amazing. Yeah. We were on the bridge and instantly there's like policemen with like emergency whistles blaring them nonstop because they don't want people to stop on the bridge. <laughs> Get off the road. Keep it moving. Go. But at the same Capitalism. time. Now Am the, I right? The, yeah. <laughs> the pack of the drivers has come down the from that big swooping corner. Yeah. And I, oh, man. And this is what gets me about like seeing a race live. And I, it was even more wild this time is hearing the thunder of these engines off in the distance. Yeah. And then they get closer and then you see them and then they're gone. Yeah, and in yeah. that moment, it's just blistering loud. And all you see is speed. And you realize that these drivers that I've idolized the yeah. past couple of years, they've just been on Instagram, taking pictures, interviews during formula one events. Right. They drive a race. And then they're back to doing what they did. But no, in that moment, you see the speed and you're like, that guy yeah. is moving 200 miles an hour. Yeah, he's Daniel nuts. Ricardo is no longer being funny. Yeah. And in a sweatshirt he made. <laughs> like, he's now in a car. He has become a blur and he is blitzing down the straight. It is insane. He's actually a hero. He is. Yeah, he's insane. He, <laughs> our, our listener of the show, Trevor, he um he was there and he was like, he just was like, why are we allowing them to do this? This is beyond what humans can do. He's a massive race fan. He's like, this isn't right. Why are we allowing this? You're like, this is so dangerous. Why would we, why would anyone be doing this? But that he had made those comments after this had happened. Of course, beginning of the race, we're on the bridge. Lando's axle breaks in front of us. Yeah. He slides beneath us on the bridge into the barrier. So crazy. Of course, I am. I am ecstatic. Yeah. You're like, ah! all the everyone around me is sad. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah, maybe Lando's hurt. Yeah. But that was amazing. But that was sick. 
<laughs> making it to races that Parker and I have been to where we've seen the biggest crash right in front of you us. You guys are bad omens. We are bad omens. <laughs> and if you want a good crash at a race, bring Parker and I. Yeah, well, that yeah, there you have it. So, yeah, one. We if you're looking for drama. Just let us come. Yeah. And yeah, we were standing on that bridge and then the excitement. I looked off the bridge and just saw him go under and then ran over the other side and saw him pop out and then hit the barrier. Yeah. We were just recording. The police went even wilder, blaring whistles. Yeah. No one cared. Yeah, yeah. It was like, it was no like, one cared. you guys it keep was blowing your whistles. Are you seeing what Lando just happened? crawled out of the car and then, um, and then they like walked him kind of to the medical center or whatever. Yeah. As yeah. Well. By that time we were like, okay, there's gonna be a safety car. It's gonna take a while to clean this up. Yeah. And it is blaring whistles in our head yeah, and cops like, are yelling in your face. Like, okay. Now we need to move. <laughs> that was probably the most eventful. Yeah. This zone is going to be yeah, all night. Exactly. Yeah. And so we walked back through the treasure Island. We walked up the strip. And by that time the race had kind of resumed. And that's when we saw like we were, you know, 10, 15 feet away from the track. Yeah. And that's when you, they're, they're up to speed and you just they become blurs. Yeah. These humans I bet. are blurs of light. Yep. I was floored because at Monza, like you said, I'm a bit far away, but you, you see the, how fast they're going, but they're hitting a chicane. They yeah. slow down. It's also their heaviest braking zone. Yeah. At Monza. Yeah. And when I was in Austin Grand Prix, again, you're kind of far away. The grandstands and Austin Grand Prix is kind of windy. Right. Right. And so right. you do see the speed you hear them, but like, all I saw was speed and right. I was floored. That's cool. And I think there is probably high contrast to this. Cause again, we talked about uh, we talked about this with when I defined old school circuits a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I said that there's high consequence because the walls are close, and like Brazil. So Brazil is like mm-hmm. Charles loses hydraulics. Yeah, there's no margin for error. There was a wall really close. Yeah, but at Circuit of the Americas, there's massive gaps to where yeah. the walls start. Mm-hmm. So the spectator experience it like a. Circuit of the Americas is mm-hmm. way different from the street yeah. circuits because mm-hmm. the street circuit is uh, honestly outside of just being televisable cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's really narrow margins and, mm-hmm. and a technical thing to accomplish. Yeah. It's also really cool live because yeah. you're just like right there. You right really there. get the sensation of how fast. They yeah. Go. It's like seeing, you know, seeing a freeway from far away. Yeah. And they look like ants just slowly going down the road. Right. If you were to stand right next to the freeway, you're like, oh, they're going 80 miles an hour. Right. But like right there going 220 miles an hour. And they're, you well, know, and like this said, is the longest just, straightaway. I mean, Baku is the longest, but this is second the second longest, longest straightaway so in, they are on hauling. the calendar. Yeah. And, and then you realize, oh yeah, they are adjusting brakes back to front. They are shifting. Oh yeah. And then they settings. are planning braking <laughs> yeah. into the next corner, which they can't see. Right. And there's two people on either side of them trying to pass them. Right. They're going 220 miles an hour. That it, 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 it was mind bending. And that's when Trevor was like, why are we allowing this to happen? <laughs> and in my brain, I was like, I, this needs to always happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I, and I hoped that there were Las Vegas residents who had been complaining naysayers. Yeah. Who yeah. had been to, who decided maybe I'll come and watch this. Yeah. And then they were blown away. They right. were converted because it is otherworldly. What is happening? Right. They're freaking fighter jets <laughs> stuck to the ground. Right. And they're dueling each other. It but, is like no sport. No sport exists like this. I feel like the one of those Vegas residents was named mm-hmm. Max Verstappen. <laughs> All weekend, he was just like, uh, we, could, such a we could party anywhere. Yeah. I go to Ibiza and get hammered, whatever he said. Uh, and just being such a punk about all the festivities mm-hmm. and... It's like, hey, you know that this sport makes you a lot of money. Kind of just grin and bear yeah, it, dude. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny because I'm like, n- normally in the past, like Lewis would have had, because Lewis was world champ, right? Mm-hmm. So all the articles and all the posts would have been, what is Lewis saying about yeah. Las Vegas? Yeah, yeah. And so it's kind of interesting to be on this side of the table now, mm-hmm. uh, using your metaphor, but of <laughs> like where we were with Lewis and now we are with Max Yeah, and being like, Maybe I just don't like world champions. <laughs> yeah. You know, because yeah. Max is really annoying me. And Lewis was like, that was fun. Can't yeah. wait for it next year. Yeah. And that was like his only statement yeah. on the weekend. And uh-huh. I was like, hell yeah, Lewis. Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah. Winning world champions who are just like, no, they're going to win. And they're going to keep winning. They're kind of annoying. They're so annoying. Yeah. Um, after that, we just uh, parked it up inside a sports bar inside the Mirage and watched the race from the sports bar because we've okay, been walking cool. all day. And it was like. Yeah, it's kind of, we've seen the speed. Yeah, yeah, We've yeah. seen it all weekend. Totally. Let's actually go see what the race is doing, because you can't tell what's going on. No, it's... Yeah, and like, like cool. I did, who was that? Yeah. Uh, you really... I think it was green. That's honestly... 
<laughs> you can tell them you can tell the Red Bulls, the McLarens. Right. But the Alphatari is hard to distinguish from the Haas. Yeah. The oh, totally. The Alfa Romeos were black, so they looked like Mercedes. Yeah. The big Williams time. and the Alpines looked exactly like. Yeah. So they were just blurs. You're like, I don't know. I don't know what lap this is. You're like, there's there's only five teams now. Yeah. <laughs> they have four cars. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah, we just parked it up in sports bar and watched oh, that's it. That's great. great. Yeah. I'm actually happy. So to, I'm actually happy to hear that because a part of me feels like that is always the thing that I am reserved about yeah. going to the event. Because as a kid, when you would go to a NASCAR event, mm-hmm. it felt like that. Yeah. It was like, I could see an entire oval. We would go to California Speedway, which is in Fontana. Cool. Uh, it's in kind of Ontario area uh, at the base of the Cajon Pass in the valley there in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. So kind of on the outskirts. And it's a almost two mile circuit it's like a little might be a little over a mile and a half Mm -hmm. and you can see the whole thing from the grandstand but when they hit the back straightaway it like turns three or turns two Uh they are a mile away yeah (laughs) so you're like "Ah." (laughs) and then they come back and that is like "Ah," you know yeah and then they go back and they're a mile away yeah and so it's kind of a funny experience Mm -hmm. but you know one of the things that I love about, I, I guess, the race experience mm-hmm. for me as a fan yeah. is how good television coverage is these days. Oh, yeah. It's wild. It, was, it wasn't that amazing when I was a kid, but it mm-hmm. was getting there. That getting was there. like the golden age yep. of this stuff starting to improve, mm-hmm. you know? And so when I, when I think about going to the race, I'm like, yeah, but it's, but I won't get to see Brundle's Gridwalk. And I, <laughs> oh, man. I know that that's, that's your reason fun. for never going to a race. It is your priorities are in the wrong place or the right place <laughs> or the absolute right place, which brings me to my next point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen it? I haven't. Oh, gosh. I haven't. <laughs> I haven't at all. It, it, it will say the very brief version of it mm. is that it's no different than any other. It mm. is just as much awkward uh-huh. and painful oh, as always. Good. But it was so packed. It was so packed. Mm. And Brundle's just getting stuck. <laughs> It's just like, I don't even know where your people are going. I love that F1 loves this gimmick. It's so funny. And he got stuck. And this is one of my favorite moments is he gets stuck behind Sean White and his like model girlfriend. Nikita, whatever his name is. Nina Nina, Donorov or someone. He gets stuck behind uh, Sean and his girlfriend, Nina. And like some other, I think some, some other celebs. And they're like taking a picture. Uh And he's like, oh yeah, maybe we'll grab a word with Sean White. But I'm stuck and... I don't know. Maybe I'll just photobomb this picture. And he drops the mic and just stands over <laughs> Sean's shoulder. <laughs> totally in the photo. That's amazing. I, I was dying. I was dying. I was like, this just keeps getting better. Uh, that's good. I don't know how he can constantly one up it, but he yeah. just constantly improves it. That's amazing. Max, will you stop playing with your cup? <laughs> Dude, after qualifying, we came back to the hotel so late just because it was hard to get a lift. Yeah. We eventually like snagged this driver. <laughs> he was just blasting awesome Eurotech, like just, just like rave house music <laughs> from the 90s. Yeah. After qualifying, Las Vegas at three in the morning, just doom, 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 doom. I was like, this is the life. You're like, this is actually this what is I've, so great. This is what I came here for. This is what I paid for. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. So I feel like now I feel like we got to talk a little bit about the elephant in the room. What is it? The weekend got off to a real bad start. Real bad or just blown out of proportion? Definitely blown out of proportion. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. But you guys drove in that night Mm -hmm. and I watched it on TV. Yeah. And so (laughs) I will give you the perspective, at least of someone who was watching. Okay. Because it was a bummer. Yeah. And I know that Vegas and Formula One... They spent somewhere around $600 million yeah. to get this event to happen. Uh-huh. $250 million of that was to acquire the property that the pit building is on. Mm, so yeah. Liberty Media and Formula One own, own that. that. Yeah, they built that. They built that thing. Permanent. It is a permanent fixture of Vegas. All this time setting up, planning for this event. Yeah. Nine minutes in, uh-huh. Carlos signs and his manhole. Yeah. <laughs> really? But he really popped that manhole out. We know this happens. Mm-hmm. It happened in Malaysia. It's happened in Baku in 2019 to George Russell at Williams. Yeah. This, it, it's, it's not 
It's not ideal. It's nothing we've never seen before. But it isn't a huge surprise. Yeah. But here's kind of almost the beautiful thing about it. This is the reason I wanted to bring it up. More than anything. Okay. Yeah. I went onto my phone the next day. Right. And (laughs) I have a screenshot that I will post. I'll put it next to my head or something here. (laughs) That says... It was in my Apple News Spotlight, and I even had a notification for it. And it says, everything that's gone wrong since Formula One landed in Sin City. Like, the top of the news. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Publicity you could not pay for. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes... I'm seeing where you're going. Sometimes bad news is... is, I mean, publicity is publicity. Yeah. And what's the saying? Any news is good news? Right. Yeah. yeah, Something like that. Is that what we're going with? Yeah. And I... (laughs) We'll go with that for this episode. (laughs) We might fix it in the future. (laughs) But I I kind of found it hilarious the next day because I was like, this is going to blow over. Yeah. It's no big deal. Mm -hmm. It happens all the time. Uh Uh-huh. But the amount of talking that this is going to cause... Uh Uh-huh. Is insane. I went to work the next day and it was every coworker. Nobody asks me about F1 at work. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody. Probably don't have a lot of motorsport fans at work. Yeah. And every single person I passed, what happened in Vegas? <laughs> nice. And, yeah. I, and I was just like, it gets people talking. This is working. There you go. It, you know, it's like, I know they didn't plan that. <laughs> Maybe. Like, yeah, maybe. Maybe. No, they didn't. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. It was supposed to go off at the strolls, but. <laughs> it was meant to take out a Williams. <laughs> but it definitely made an impact that I think definitely made an impact on Carlos. Yeah, 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 yeah. It definitely did. What was your saying on Instagram? Vegas doesn't know what hit it and Carlos Sainz doesn't know what hit him either. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was good. It yeah. was good. Thank you. Thank you. Um, no, there was so much negative publicity and I did see some news reports of like anchors talking, maybe local Las Vegas anchors talking about and their verbiage was just off. You could tell they didn't know what was happening this weekend because they right. said 10 minutes into the Formula One race on Thursday, there was a big wreck and a manhole popped up and they had to stop the whole race. And it's like that wasn't a race. That's that's yeah, practice. It was, it was a shame that that happened, but it was a practice session. Yes. And then they they had another one later. <laughs> yeah. The race hasn't happened. It's two days away. Look, if they had, if they broadcast scrimmages mm-hmm. before the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Can they you might, believe it? They might have had some sprinklers come on once. <laughs> yeah. There might have been a fluke. Uh, yeah. And and that's but, just what happened. And that's sort of what and happened. you have all these noobs trying to piece together the news and what happened. And then, They're like, oh, my And then gosh. local Vegas people probably aren't happy that they had to sit through construction. Right. Also, why are local Vegas people going to the strip? That don't. doesn't really happen. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> Unless they have to go to the but airport. I can, I can yeah. understand yes. not being happy that it was being built and all the money that went into it. But they're going to get that money back. But like... <laughs> There's just a lot of hate going towards it. Definitely. And a lot of ignorance. And so it's all combining. And it just cr- it created a big storm because I had people knew I was there. Right. Who don't watch Formula One. And they're right. like, what happened? Like, that was crazy. They're like, it was a disaster. And I was like, I, I think that happens kind of now and then. Yeah. And it's not bad. We don't want it to happen. The, the, the shame is that Carlos took a engine penalty. Such That's a, the weird thing. Yeah. My prediction got wiped out by a manhole. Ugh. And the FIA just penalizing people for act of god there is and some, then there's fixing some rules their that cars. need to change yeah definitely it's uh, they're like the first majeure is the fi cannot change the rules and it's like come on guys i don't know it's an italian team the italian mob kind of runs vegas yeah maybe they wanted that new power unit they planned the manhole to destroy carlos's car we want you. the fia knew they knew it was all planned. Carlos. <laughs> Hit the manhole cover. You know I love you. Going 200 miles an hour. <laughs> you know I love you, Carlos. <laughs> I've been thinking. Maybe they heard about our predictions. Yeah, and they were like. And they put the kibosh on it. They knew that we were. <laughs> they're like. Some inside information. Everybody's going to put the money on Carlos because Mike said it. Guys, speaking of predictions. What? Do you remember who we said was going to crash? Uh, you. Sergio. Who did Henry say was going to class Crash. Uh, Lance or Joe Guan Yu? Oh yeah. Who did I say was gonna crash? You said Lando. Bottas or Lando? I forgot. Oh! <laughs> and he went right under my feet and crashed That's into amazing. a wall. That's amazing. That is amazing. I forgot I win, about that. I win Formula One this year. That is actually such an epic <laughs> win. I think I, if I I don't have one of yeah. those programmed, but I can yeah. give you one of those. Yeah. 
But uh, there was there's other news stories. People like making fake videos complaining about empty casinos. I saw this, and I can tell you from experience, those casinos were more packed than I've ever seen. Right, trying to walk through them to get to different events or stores and see the sights, it was impossible. There were, and they were all people wearing Mercedes, Red Bull, Ferrari, Aston Martin. Like merch fanware, it was packed with. This girl just had like empty casino footage on her phone. Yeah, and she she was just like, "I saved this Mm -hmm. from like their least busy season." She lives in Wendover. Yeah, (laughs) and she's filming casinos in Wendover. She's like, "This is so disappointing." (laughs) Ew. Yeah, it was. It was ridiculous. The the rainbow has never been this empty. (laughs) Rainbow. Yeah. Um. But. Yeah, I think it was a complete success. It was huge. Yeah. The whole city was just electric with people there for Formula One, and it was awesome. Well, and here, so here's another thing that I thought was interesting. Yeah. And I learned something this weekend because, again, I have not attempted as much as Mike, the Formula One fan of for all ages and time. Mm-hmm. Martin Brundle's grid walk is the reason I don't go to these races. Yeah, you told me that when I invited you down. <laughs> No, but one of the things that I've, I did not know mm-hmm. is that I thought that like Monaco, yeah, I thought they just kept the streets closed. I thought, I thought that they just kept the walls up and they said, this is a street circuit for the week. Mm-hmm. Cause in Long Beach, I don't think they open those things. And maybe I need to do some research on that. But at least when I've stayed in Long Beach for the Long Beach Grand Prix, yeah. to my knowledge, the road was closed. The whole weekend. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because through practice sessions and everything, the walls are up. Yeah. In Monaco, they take the walls down. Yeah. And okay. Vegas, they took, they the, took walls the walls down. down. And we didn't know that until it was like a Saturday. Right. We saw cars on the racetrack. And you're like, what is happening? Like, oh, they must open it during the day. I mean, that's simple enough. And two hours before the race, you put the walls up and right. clean it off and then okay, get so, ready. So here's <laughs> here's my favorite part of this. Okay, yeah. Formula One's like, oh, we do that in Monaco. That's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should talk about the difference between the types of vehicles that drive on the roads in Monaco. <laughs> And what's driving on the streets uh, of Las Vegas. That's true. Like exotic show advertising truck. Yeah. And the Prius <laughs> with the magnet top. The Domino's magnet top. Yeah. yeah the, the car difference between Monaco and Las Vegas is very deep. It's vast. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's crazy. And something that was funny is that like, okay, I feel like we're ready to talk about the race. We talked about it a yeah, little. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But even just to, to mention lap one, turn one. Uh-huh. Yeah. They go mobbing in there at full speed. Mm-hmm. And I said it. I said it. I was like, what's going to be the biggest disaster? Lap one, turn one. Yeah. <laughs> and it was. It's a crazy turn. Fernando Alonso mm-hmm. sent it. Mm-hmm. Set to deep. Yeah. <laughs> Max pushed Charles off the track. Fernando Alonso spun like a top. Mm. Perez ran into the back of Botas. It was a disaster. Yeah. Wild. All, all of the drivers said that the reason that was was because there was so much dirt and oil on the track from all of the crap that had been driving really? on the strip all day. Really? I mean, look, like that part of the track is mm-hmm. definitely a part of like F1's owned piece of the tarmac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like the reality is, is that the amount of dirt that's just gathered as it is, is pretty tremendous from just cars, dirty yeah. Road cars that go on whatever uh-huh. terrain. But again, like these are taxi cabs and trucks yeah. and they're dropping oil yeah. and crap all over the place. So they said that on top of tire temperatures, road temperatures, mm-hmm. just the amount of crap on the road. <laughs> yeah. Fernando executed the corner perfectly and then the car just didn't, it just didn't stop. Weird. And it just started rotating and you could <laughs> tell he was like so surprised. It's like, I have nothing. I'm sorry. Lap one, turn one was exactly what we expected. Yeah. And uh, an interesting strategy for Max, because Max wasn't on pole. No. Charles Leclerc was on pole position, and Max just has the inside line. Right. And he just kind of goes straight, <laughs> and Charles can't turn. Yes. So Charles just keeps going straight yes. and gets pushed, pushed clear off the track. He did get a penalty for that. Five seconds. He served it and then just came back like it was nothing. Because you guys were, I don't know, you guys were just trying to break the law. Somewhere, yeah. so you probably didn't even hear it. Yeah. But <laughs> I'll say this. There were no grandstands or private booths or anything where we saw Lando crash. 
So there were no rich people who had the privilege of seeing Lando crash into a wall. There was no rich people that were right about their predictions that got to see it take place. <laughs> it was only firsthand. It was only me and all the other poor people. It was all the other peasants screaming at Lando that got to see that. That's amazing. Anyway, sorry. So there's a couple of things to talk about with Max pushing Charles wide. Mm-hmm. But Max pushes Charles wide. Five second penalty sucks mm-hmm. because with Max, who's going to disappear 30 seconds into the lead on any given week. Right. A five second penalty is like, okay. Yeah. Let's just do it. whatever. Yeah. I'll just drive as fast I can as do I can. I want still. Yeah. So with that said, mm-hmm. <laughs> GP comes over the radio and he says, Max, you have a five second penalty, but you're, you're already two seconds up the road. So I don't know. And Max says, Hmm. Send my regards. Serious? And I was like, what a uh, dick. He's already been annoying this whole weekend. Yeah, and I was like, what a tool. I no. hate that. <laughs> he I knows. hate that so much. He just so knows much. he's so much faster than yeah. that. And so I was like, get him, Charles. <laughs> get him. Yeah. And there was nothing more satisfying than Charles passing him for the lead. Yeah, that was great. Because like a few laps later, I loved that. Max was fading, mm. and I was like, "Yes, yeah, yes, eat those words, <laughs> eat them." Yeah, and he passed it, and I was like, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> it was great. It was so epic. Yeah. And then the worst part of this, the, I mean, the race is so good. There's mm-hmm. so much overtaking. Mm-hmm. There's so much crap happening on the track. Mm-hmm. Max. Max goes for a pass on our favorite, our favorite individual. Yeah. And isn't fully axle to axle alongside him. This is against George Russell. Yes. Yeah. And George claims that he did not see him. He says that he was in my blind spot. And in George's defense, I watched Max's onboard camera uh-huh. and Max was never completely alongside George. Okay. So he's on the inside of the corner and George is on the outside, uh, on the outside, but correct in his trajectory mm-hmm. and turning and Max is there. Yeah. George gets a penalty. Yeah. He gets a five second penalty. I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but all the debris from this brings out a safety car. And screws Charles It's over. amazing how little of this I remember. Because at this point, I was watching the race. You were already I in was it. in the bar watching the race, and yeah. I don't remember any of this. You don't remember any of this. But um, but I do remember that exact crash. Yes. Or that, that whatever, coll- yeah. collision. Collision, yeah. And I just remember thinking, well, Mercedes, you get what you... I mean, the <laughs> shoe's on the other foot now. Yeah. You got what Lewis did to the Red Bulls every year for the every past five years. Yeah. yeah. It was the exact same move that Lewis has done to every Red Bull in yeah, the past five like, years. Oh, no one's there. Turn. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. Max with damage. Charles on, on just having executed his pit stop. Mm-hmm. Max, the whole thing ends up shape, shaking out that everyone else gets fresh tires. And Charles is on seven lap old tires by the time oh, that they get the restart. This is what um, people were talking about. Okay, keep going. Yeah. And so strategy went from being in Ferrari's favor to being completely hosed. So Charles was very close to that win. He was a sitting duck because he didn't, if he had pitted once everyone else had, yeah. he would have been last. Why didn't Ferrari know? Or were, were, I think he was past pit? the pit lane once oh, that was called. Dang. So everybody else got a free pit stop and he didn't. So he's, and plus he's on seven lap old tires. There's probably somewhat of like, even an opportunity to be like, hey, there might even be another safety car. Right. You yeah. know, like, who knows? It's seven a lap old tires. Yeah. Let's go for it. Let's see what happens mm-hmm. kind of thing as well. So that shakes out. It screws Charles over. Yeah. But, but, but this race had more passing for the lead for the top three spots. Yeah. Than any race this season. And we've season. had this whole season. Yeah. And I was eating it up. Mm-hmm. And even with, even knowing that Max was on the charge, he had fresher tires. He's in the faster car. Uh-huh. I was still just loving how much intensity there was yeah. for each pass. And that straightaway is so gnarly. They're going mm-hmm. so fast. Yeah. But my favorite, my favorite part of this whole thing is turn 17. Which one is that? Turn 17 is they turn onto the straightaway. If Here, let me hand me the calendar and I'll point it out to yeah. you. So they go down this straightaway where this one, the yeah. heads, this is the start finish line right here. Yeah. Right? So they come down this straightaway and then this is turn 17, that like oh, slight the bend. the very last turn before the yeah. finish line. Oh my gosh. Why? Why oh my gosh? That, that's like, that's cops. That is. Uh, look like Brazil. Right. It's, they remind me of the Brazil, like a corner into the str- the finish line. Right. 
but because this is so just like a I don't know, like a 15 degree angle. It's nothing too aggressive. Not crazy corner. Yeah. They do it flat. Mm-hmm. And so it's just bonkers. They had a camera perched right there. Right. And every pan that they did there, I was like, oh my gosh, they are straight hauling into the start finish line. Wow. It's like full speed from the straightaway through that bend, mm-hmm. full speed. And Lewis passed ghastly on the outside oh wow of that bend crazy and everyone was like whoa <laughs> whoa <laughs> but even crofty and brundle had both said they were like this might be one of the new iconic turns on the calendar because really? it is so epic just fast they're just going so freaking fast through there amazing and so every time they did it i would give me chills i was really? like i should go this back and find this kills me it's so cool wow. <laughs> and so anyways i was loving that that's really cool the passes that took place there were epic the best yeah. part of it all was the end i mean was the ending you mean like when um sergio sergio was passed by charles leclerc in the last lap. All I got to say is, is at Sergio's expense, uh-huh. we've had some damn good finishes <laughs> lately. <laughs> really amazing last laps. Yeah. And we were in the sports bar watching. It was full of Sergio fans. Oh, no. <laughs> and so like when they when Sergio passed Charles Leclerc, it was. Yeah. 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 And then uh, when Charles passed, it was me. Yeah. yeah and yeah. no one else. And you were like, uh, and, uh, uh, no, I was loving it. Yeah. And I looked right at the other fans and they were just quiet. Yeah. <laughs> Same experience at the grid. Yeah. It's the same experience, but everyone's clapping and cheering, and they're just the quietest. Quietest. It's just staring at us. <laughs> I was yeah. like, this is what makes a Red Bull fan. They can't They can't even enjoy that. I would have been happy if it had yeah. been Sergio. At that point, I was just around. cheering for like fun passing You're on like, the last lap. This is lap. just amazing stuff. Good for Charles. He, we've been wanting him to get some sort of win. Yeah. And now knowing that he could have had a win if he had had a stop uh, or whatever. A, a little bit better luck. <sighs> that would have been great. Well, and here's the last little bit of this. Uh-huh. Uh, something that you may not have noticed or heard because you were in the situation you were. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you know that Sergio was running a different rear wing? I had no idea. So this race really played well into Sergio's favor. Interesting. And he ended up with the lead, both Charles and Max behind him mm-hmm. at one stage. And the reason that Charles was able to catch him and pass him for the lead is because Sergio was running the higher downforce rear wing. Oh, okay. And so down the straights, he was getting beat. Oh, bad. that's too bad. Red Bull knew it. They had decided to try that in qualifying and he got stuck with that wing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as soon as he got out front, they were like, damn it. Dang it. Because now there's no DRS <laughs> opportunity. There's uh, no one to pull a toe. There's oh. nothing. And so he's just a freaking sail in the wind going down a massive straightaway. Wow. Yeah. And so he was a sitting duck and that's the reason why he couldn't pull off the win. Oh, shoot. And honestly, that was probably one of the most heartbreaking parts of this for me is that I was watching the race going, you know, Charles or Sergio could have won this race if things had just tweaked slightly Mm, different. Yeah. And Max ended up winning it. I was like, shoot. Dang it. (laughs) This race could have been the most epic race of the year. Different thing than we ever seen in Las Vegas. Yeah. It already was, but it could have been that much better if someone else had won. Yeah. So close. And that just makes that awkward (laughs) car ride to the interview and car ride back. So much better than it already was. It the, already was the best. The cool down room is our favorite. We know weirdest this. thing of the whole year. <laughs> just... I I loved it. <laughs> so <laughs> awkward. I love that Max is on the hump. Yeah, <laughs> and he's just talking to two guys he can't see about how he just beat them. How awkward was that conversation? So bad. And I, I we couldn't hear. Because I was laughing too hard. Yeah. But what is he saying? I well, I could go back and listen. But in my brain, he's just, hey, Sergio, remember when I overtook you? Yeah, yeah. Was it? That was just like, that was amazing. Do you remember how I'm I better than that, you? I hit that Driver so perfectly. <laughs> you made so many errors and I was able to take advantage of that. Hey, Charles, remember when I overtook you and now I'm the race winner? And they're just both looking out the window like, yeah, like where are we going? Yeah, that's my favorite. <laughs> Charles says, where are we going? <laughs> And then they go to this interview in front of the Bellagio, like a really good shot. Yeah. When they, I was thinking that was going to be the podium celebration. Right. No. No. Back into the car. Yeah. And go all the way back. I, Bellagio probably paid $5 million just, just for, for that this interview. awkward car ride. 
<laughs> and then back to the podium. And there were some really bad camera angles during that interview. Did you pick up on that? Oh, yeah. Some guy walked in front that of the camera. That was my favorite. I was like, this guy's left shark from the Super Bowl with Katy Perry, if you remember that. And then they but cut anyway. to another camera angle who hasn't quite set up yet. Yeah. And, and you it's have like, the, the interview happened in the background with like Max and then like blocking the view is like Charles and Perez. Yeah. Just you can't see. Did you also notice that like <laughs> the timing was weird? That like, like what do you mean? Coltart would ask the question uh-huh. and then Max would have the microphone, but there was only one mic. And so I was like, how is this pre-recorded? <laughs> it feel it, like it didn't really feel weird. quite live. It yeah. was very odd. Parker, you know, ex host boy of the show was there and he works kind of like in the industry. Yeah. And he was just saying, I know right now there is some <laughs> live production guy. Oh, the TV director screaming his <laughs> mind off. Trying Go! to get someone to do something right right now. He is losing his mind. What are you doing? Oh. <laughs> Five million the Bellagio paid and you walked in front of the camera. Yeah. Come on. Anyway, it was a fun, fun race. Uh, I think Las Vegas like just crushed it right out of the park. Yeah, it was amazing. Cool down carpool karaoke is a yeah. great idea. I think uh-huh. we should maybe try that at some yeah. of these other racetracks. Oh, man. I do have some. <laughs> Really great ideas for that. So, final question for the Las Vegas Grand Prix, Mike, as we move on before we shift gears. Yeah. What are the chances we see another Las Vegas Grand Prix? I think it's a 150% chance. Cool. cool. I think that that race couldn't have gone better. I think my favorite part of it all, and probably yeah. yours as well, mm-hmm. but like I, I've been enjoying Twitter, right. this, okay, especially yeah. this whole weekend, because uh-huh. like after the manhole cover, it went ablaze of people just being yeah. like... What a disaster. We all knew it. Blah, blah, blah. And this is one of my favorite parts of this is that, yes, there was a lot of naysayers. And last week we talked about it. I was like, this yeah, we could were be skeptical. massively disappointing. Uh-huh. It could be epic. It, Henry said it beautifully last week, actually. I'll credit him. Yeah. Henry said, this is either going to be the biggest disaster and huge embarrassment mm-hmm. or the most underrated race this season. Yeah. It's yeah. one or the other. Yeah. And it truly was epic. Everyone ate their words and it was just, it was kind of great to see because I loved being wrong. Mm -hmm. I found myself cheering for it so much after Mm -hmm. the manhole cover. (laughs) I was like, come on Vegas, pull this off. And it just, it was just so good. And I think um, you had might've mentioned it maybe in like uh, us talking on the phone or whatever, but you had said that this is going to be one of the most visually stunning tracks of the calendar. Right. And I, I would totally agree yeah. because of the glitziness and the immense uh, attractions of the casinos. Well, and I don't it creates the best scenery. Right. And they have built that sphere. The yeah, sphere I was, was say, incredible. Like, how did we not bring up the sphere yet? Is I don't know. The emoji, I mean, everyone's talking about the it. The emoji is the best freaking thing ever. <laughs> dude. Watching cars go by. My my They're kids. Brilliant. My kids don't watch F1. They yeah. don't care. Uh-huh. They would way rather watch ponies and whatever nonsense. That sphere. They were like, dad. Dad, show us the sphere again. <laughs> and I was like, see, this is the kind of crap I wouldn't have thought of. Yeah. That actually does engage uh-huh. a younger audience. It's like, there's those little things. Yeah. And make they, a difference. They crushed it. And, and you see some of those pictures from the different teams and from Formula One. And it's just, it's amazing. I think it's the best night race. Oh, yeah. And yeah, the first thing, yeah, I'd never seen the sphere before. But then yeah. when I first saw it driving into Vegas, it happened to be the Mercedes branding. So it's just a giant Mercedes logo. Oh yeah. With yeah. The different little like a uh, Mercedes around it. Yeah. 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 And I was like, Whoa. And then all week long kept seeing different views of it. Just, this is impressive. It's such a crazy yeah. thing. I love that the, the use case of it through all the sessions was better than the race mm-hmm. because the yeah. FIA kind of told them they're like, you can't mess around with this thing during the race. Cause that's when it gets serious. <laughs> Flashing lights of any color might tell the drivers that, there's a, an accident. Okay. I didn't uh, even consider that. Yeah. So they, they banned the use of blue, red, and yellow because blue flag for passing, uh, red flag for stopping they the race. They did not obey that. And caution. So they, but mainly <laughs> it was flash. If okay. it flashed, they couldn't do those colors because they're like, if you, if you accidentally get a driver, you catch them off guard and they think that there's a safety car uh-huh, yeah, or a red flag. Mm-hmm. And they slow down and someone runs into the back of them. Yeah. Uh, that's that's, that's definitely not something we want. Yeah. And they're like, we've never had a giant sphere <laughs> of color next to a racetrack yeah. before. So we're just going to make that rule mm-hmm. and try to stick to it. Mm-hmm. But during the race, they used it for when they had like a caution flag. So the thing went 
turned yellow and turned into a caution flag. I noticed that they yeah. did it, a big checkered flag for the final, right. like the, the end the of the race. Of, and yeah, then that F1 screen on top of the paddock. Oh, was that like, thing is so rad. Checkered flag. I, they Like every branding thing was nailed. It was so cool. And it wasn't the cringy Miami fest. No, we yeah, were, I totally. was so worried. <laughs> I think it is, it just represents America really well. Totally. And Las Vegas just looks so classy. Right. It was actually, yeah, it was actually classy. It was actually classy. And I actually felt like they did a good job with mm-hmm. like the opening ceremonies. Like the, the pre-race didn't feel that weird. Mm-hmm. Miami was the one that was a joke. They yeah. didn't do the LL Cool J like drive. I mean, they did that on Wednesday, but mm-hmm. they didn't do it right before the race. Yeah. Which was smart. Yeah. Because then it was very down to business. Yeah. That race was like, it started the way a normal race does. Mm-hmm. Donny Osmond sung probably one of the best national oh, anthems I've ever heard. He crushed it. <laughs> I was like, is he, Is this pre-recorded or is he really killing <laughs> it this hard? He's really good. That was really amazing. I thought it was Wayne Newton at first. <laughs> Which would have been. I was like, Wayne so, Newton. And then like, he was like, Donny Osmond. I was like, like uh, he's old. <laughs> You're like, Donnie's got a little. And then I thought, he has pipes. Yeah. Wow. I was impressed. But all that to say that, like, look, like, it was very classy. Mm-hmm. It didn't overstep into, no. like, the nonsense territory. Yep. And I think that Max, in hindsight, probably will will have that thought mm-hmm. where he complained about the show and he complained about all the ridiculousness. It's like, we get it. But they didn't do that on race day, which is, I think, the mistake of Miami. Yeah. So I think F1 has learned from the drivers who have complained about being like, yeah. I'm wearing my cool vest. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to get in the race yeah. car. Yeah. Don't make me like come out of a tunnel with like hip hop guys high fiving me. Like, yeah. I, I just want to get in my car. Yeah. They did. They, they, and they I think that it. they did that perfectly they to did. Vegas. Yeah. And I'm just realizing that having this conversation. So that's one of the reasons I want to <laughs> yeah, talk about. No, it's good. It's good. Um, no, all great things for Las Vegas Grand Prix. Amazing And we're stuff. stoked to see more of it in the future. Definitely. We'll definitely get down there. Yeah, next and time I'm, I'm going. I will bring you. Yeah, the next time I'm going. Uh, I don't know if Lando's going to crash. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. Okay. We got to shift some gears. Okay. Thank you for listening to our Las Vegas debrief. But shifting gears, we have some listener questions. First off... This question comes in from Matthew. He wrote on our Instagram. He says, what is it about older engines that makes it slower than a new engine? Isn't there a way to compensate for that? Okay. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, the question is there. They Power units, They we talked about it earlier with call signs. Right. They'll switch out a couple of them during the season and they get penalized for it. Right. Why... Yeah. Yeah. So what's what's the need for a new one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Us. Yeah. So we've kind of addressed it in earlier episodes, but worth diving into for a quick second. Definitely. Well, I think mainly off of the bat, yeah. the first thing that comes to mind is that Formula One engines are not made up of the same materials as normal road going engines. Okay. Where the goal for a normal road engine is to go endlessly into the future with minor maintenance or mm-hmm. as minor of maintenance as possible okay. for people to like the cars. Right. That's kind of the hope. Yeah. Like a timing belt change at 120,000 miles or 90 to 120 and then plan on that again and double. Mm-hmm. And then when oil seals fail, replace them. When it comes to a Formula One car, mm-hmm. the innovation that exists to be able to make an engine go 20,000 RPM mm-hmm. and well, to do yeah. that consistently the valves have to be hydraulically pushed in and out because a spring can't deal with the amount of pace that a 20,000 RPM requires. And so valves are open and closed hydraulically in order to do those types of that type of number. Yeah. In addition to that piston rings, cylinder walls, all of these things wear and Mm -hmm. tear over time. Yeah. And your compression rate changes based on high performance. Oh, okay. And, heat and everything in a formula one car is to push it to its absolute limit right okay so when you think about we you know if you this analogy is used all the time okay but like a sprinter should sprint as hard as a sprinter can in the olympics Mm -hmm. cross the finish line and want to throw up nothing left on the table okay every ounce of energy and ability is in that span of the race and then is gone Mm -hmm. the second you're done that's the goal of the athlete, right? Right. The engine's the same. Engine is the same. They want to, they build these engines to basically go the maximum amount of planned races mm-hmm. and then bust. 
They don't need it any further. That thing is perfect for that time window yeah. and then trash. Okay. It literally can't be used again. That makes sense. Yeah. So that's pretty much the idea behind the performance of the engine. Gotcha. Well, thanks for that quick answer. And thanks for writing in, Matt. We appreciate that. If you have any yeah. questions, send them into the fast ones. That one was a comment on a picture. So if you just want to oh, comment. Cool. Yeah. That's also a great you, place. Or you can send in a message like our next guy did. This is from Nicholas. Hey, gentlemen. Uh, my name is Nick Sarabia from Corvallis, Oregon. Longtime listener. I have a question. I think we all, for the most part, want to see Andretti in Formula One. And although the main question opposition from the team principals and others have been, what can Andretti bring to us? What can they provide for the table? There's a pretty strong argument of, well, they're America's racing family, which is, I think, pretty strong. (laughs) But can you look at their portfolio of what sponsors they have on board for their other entities, such as Formula E, their uh, IndyCar, and I know there's one more that they're involved in. Is it possible to look at those, what they have wrapped up in those, and is that a good enough argument to say, well, they can easily bring those on board also? That's a good question. Yeah. So thanks, Nicholas, for sending that in. Yeah. Yeah, He's a listener of the show. We enjoy when he writes in. Totally. He's been a long time, long time friend of the podcast from listening and sending us questions and messages. Thanks for sending that in. Mm -hmm. Uh, Good question. Yeah, it's a great question. Basically, Andretti, and what can they bring to the table outside of just being the name? Because I, I think, does this kind of like play along with the fact that like, oh, our friend of the show, Otmar Schaffenauer, <laughs> Idol, who we've treated with such high regard on the show, yeah. <laughs> he is kind of attached to, what is it, BWT, BWT yeah. the pink oil thing or whatever, I don't yeah, know what it is. It's a... He kind of carries that sponsor around wherever he goes. Oh, wow. So yeah. is there... Is that what he's kind of asking? Like, what other sponsors does Andretti have associated with him that right. come along with that deal? And is that part of it? Yeah. Is that what he's asking? Yeah. I mean, I think that there, what other value can it add to the mm-hmm. sport? Yeah. I definitely think that the biggest one there is GM with Cadillac. I think that the that Formula One is super interested in trying to bring as many OEMs to the sport as okay. they can. And an OEM is basically a car manufacturers, mm-hmm. but it's, it different stands, people making engines. Yeah. It stands for original equipment manufactured. It's very much a car guy term. Uh, you had to get in your nerd news. No, but I, uh, look, I just try to <laughs> try not to use an acronym. That I no like that we ask you is. questions and then make fun of you when you answer them. <laughs> I like that too. Yeah. Really like that. It's one of my favorite things. (laughs) Max can't even focus for my answer either. You ask you answer your nerd question, I'm gonna sip from a Red Bull techno cup. (laughs) So Formula One's interest is increasing the popularity of the sport, its reach. Mm -hmm. They feel that like having a General Motors or other OEMs join is going to be Mm -hmm. the avenue to do that. They pushed so hard to have Porsche come into the sport. Yeah. The engine regulation that is upcoming, the mm-hmm. big change that'll happen in 26, was sort of designed to bring Porsche to the sport. It was sort of the whole point. Uh-huh. And with Porsche not finalizing the deal Ooh, yeah. with Red Bull, that was a brutal blow. Yeah, uh, so, but it, having said that, I know yeah. that the sport's very interested in having people like General Motors on board. So that would be number one. Yeah. Number two, yes, Andretti brings a ton of sponsorships okay their indycar team has dhl Gainbridge. they have a ton of title sponsors per each car oh wow okay and so when you're talking you know do they have a relationships with other sponsors that aren't in the sport yes mm-hmm. i know dhl does sponsor some races they have some presence in f1 oh they have like a dhl fastest pit stop yeah right okay and so like there is a sponsorship with dhl okay but there's but tons they're of not, others they're not a title sponsor for a team Okay, yeah. And where that was Roman Grosjean sponsor at Andretti. Oh, okay. There is an opportunity to potentially bring a sponsor like that as a title sponsor. Along with that, yes, you're right. The Andretti family is sort of the American racing family. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's where the team's argument does eventually fall apart in the sense of being like, Total Wolf, like, I just don't know what what value they add to this sport. It's like, well, they're freaking massively influential yeah and mario is a formula one world champion (laughs) right right. so like what are you saying yeah you're denying somebody like prost if prost said i want to start a formula one team again which prost owned one okay yeah 
people would be like bowing at his feet. They'd hmm. be like, oh, yes, the professor bringing it back. And so a part of me does feel a little bit like they are being a little mean to the Andretti's. Yeah, weird. It, with, with, I don't know, maybe just because of the American element. Okay. But it, I, I do think at the end of the day, an Andretti name is still one of the biggest racing names in our country. Hmm. It's Earnhardt and Andretti. Okay. Yeah. So they would bring in tons of value. Tons of value. It's because tons it's of fans. Tons of fans. And there's a lot of IndyCar fans yeah. that still think F1's a joke. I mean, I was talking, no, nah, this wasn't that guy. That guy met Tate. Yeah. He just, he really liked IndyCar. It was his sport, but it was his first time at Formula One. Right. But it made me want to go to IndyCar. Right. Like, go check it out. We need to go see some IndyCar races. Definitely. That'd be fun. I think next year, that's but a goal yeah, for sure. Yeah, being able to bring in those fans along with the Andretti's. Right. And they are, they are two very different audiences and fan bases. Mm-hmm. But I think that they would realize that there's more commonalities and a convergence there than yeah. they're allowing themselves. Yeah. We're going to explore it more. Definitely. Yeah, we to. Definitely. The Abu Dhabi Grand Prix is coming up this next week. Yeah. Double header. Yes. Last race of the week year. Can't wait for it to happen and be over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're just done with Formula One. I am. It's not even that I, I will miss the racing. I always do. Yeah. But bring on competition next year. Yeah. It has got, it's going to happen. Yeah. I think the grid's going to be a bit tighter next year. It's got to be. I mean, Charles Leclerc almost beat Max. The dominance of McLaren with mm-hmm. the MP4. Yeah. It was only a year. Uh-huh. Like the next year was still very competitive, but that car wasn't as dominant the next season. Mm-hmm. This is, I'm, I am, I'm like, I'm holding on to a hope. Yeah. This is the last time we see Red Bull this dominant. <laughs> and so that's what I've got to hold on to for next season. Yeah. Haas, we're ready for the next season. We're yeah. ready for the VF24. Yep. Bring it on. So Abu Dhabi, yes, it's coming up. I'm moderately excited just yeah. because I want to watch a race. Uh-huh. Otherwise, let's just move on I think on a lot of teams year. are looking forward to next year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Cool. All right. Well, it's a good show. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching for those of you who yeah. are participating on YouTube. Thanks for those who came to the grid to support Mike yeah. and, and the fast ones there. <laughs> Thanks for saying that on behalf of me. Yeah. Thanks for putting up with all my Instagram stories over the weekend. I was out of my mind. But anyways, thanks everyone for listening. Yep. We'll Mike. catch you next week. Podcast. Chuck Aramba presents the Las Vegas Grand Prix. Soft serve. (laughs) Serve yourself.